Welcome to Imagine That. Your host is Dr. Miriam Franco. Today, we'll discover the power of imagination to relax and discuss many of the ways it can help solve problems, improve your health, and more. Imagination is a healthy, powerful tool that, when applied to a concern, becomes a powerful ally that we can all benefit from. Now, here is Dr. Miriam Franco. Welcome to Imagine That. I'm your host, Dr. Miriam Franco. As a psychologist and a guided imagery specialist, I have witnessed the power of our imagination to help us reduce pain, let go of stress, prepare for challenging life events, and improve our health and coping. As Albert Einstein said, first we imagine it, then we create it. Each week on Imagine That, I interview healthcare professionals, wellness experts, teachers, artists, and community leaders who apply innovative ways to use the power of the imagination to relax, cope, perform, and learn. Today, we explore Ageless Woman. Our guest is Susan Matthias, a creator of Ageless Woman, a program that supports women in the second half of life who feel called to do something more or feel under-actualized or under-realized and want a life of abundance and financial freedom. Susan is passionate about empowering women to live a life of abundance and purpose by clarifying their gifts and bringing their contributions out into the world. Susan Matthias has had a long and diverse career as an entrepreneur, engineer, corporate consultant, university professor, and nonprofit leader. Welcome to Imagine That, Susan, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Miriam. I am so excited to be here with you. It's my pleasure. I thought it'd be great to start, Susan, with a personal account. So often we imagine things in our own lives, then connect with others, and then try to imagine the possibilities for the future. What happened in your life or led you to try to imagine your life differently as a woman approaching midlife or later in midlife? Well, I, I actually can remember the exact moment when things really shifted for me. And um, I was homesick and I was watching a video series that a friend of mine was, was on. And I was so taken with um, both the content and the speakers and the ability for, I really was not very, um, I really wasn't really connected with uh, internet uh, businesses and entrepreneurs and um, in, in terms of online uh, presence. And I was, I was just so taken with the ability to reach such a wide and broad audience. You know, there were people and speakers from all over the world. And um, it occurred to me then that uh, listening to some of the, the people talking that I really wanted, I had been thinking about it for a long time and I've uh, been coaching women for a while, but I really wanted to take my practice and, um, and reach more women uh, so that I could make make a broader impact and that's when I decided to do the interview series um, for the ageless woman and um, 
that was my way of kind of launching my business online and uh, reaching an audience that spanned basically every continent. It was quite remarkable. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. What, what a wonderful broad reach of women. So you mentioned something that I'm curious about. You've been coaching women for a while prior to developing this online program, this online series. What were you learning from women in general or perhaps women in midlife uh, and it, from your women you were coaching or perhaps also female colleagues about their journey or struggles? Well, I, I think it's, it's also my struggle too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, this happened when I, uh, it was about a year ago and um, I launched the series two days after my 65th birthday. Mm-hmm. And what I what I was really feeling when I was watching that the you know the summit that my friend was on was that I realized that I I just didn't want to look back in another five or ten years and say I wish I had I wish I had done this I wish I had you know taken the chance taken the leap um, and really tried to do something that was felt more. Um, it was a bit of a risk, I think, mm-hmm. but I really wanted to take the chance and finally do what I think I have been dreaming about for years, which is to uh, you know be able to reach a much broader audience. And one of the things that I had been seeing for myself and others is that you you know we get to a certain point, and I, I'm working particularly with women fifty and older, um, although a lot of the same feelings apply to, to anyone at any age. But, you know, we really get to a point where, where we feel called to do more, to be more, to, um, to take everything that we've learned over the years and bring it out into something maybe a little bit different. Or maybe we've gotten to a point in our lives where things, you know, we're, we're hitting that stage where we really thought our lives would be a little bit different than they are. And then what? You know, mm-hmm. some people really get worried that they don't have time. And I think that that's that that can stop people from moving forward. And um, when I did the series, and we'll talk more about this later, but I had the great fortune to talk with people, you know, of all ages up into their, to their mid eighties. And it's things certainly do shift at certain stages in our lives, but certainly in your fifties, sixties and seventies, there's plenty of time for most of us to finally live the lives of our dreams and get clear about what those are and um, and find ways to really bring bring out the gifts that we want to share. That's so interesting. You speak of what I consider two different factors. Um, they may be push-pull factors or just two separate factors. One is you identified generativity, reaching a point in life where you wish to share your process, wisdom with others, mentor, uh, maybe being freed up, having arrived at a certain point in life and experience. Perhaps for women, childbearing tasks are not as formidable. And you also spoke to an awareness of running out of time. And uh, from your personal account, I think you illustrated both of these factors you spoke to how 
I don't want to think about five years from now and I still haven't done this mm-hmm. or I'm going to sit there and regret not having tried. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, it doesn't sound like your purpose and mission had changed so much. You'd been thinking about doing something like this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. It's more of, but I do think for some um, women and men, they have to clarify their purpose or mission. You know, they, they don't really have a renewed purpose or mission after they've accomplished other things. In your case, it sounds like you knew some of the things you really wanted to get out there and do. Am I actually going to start to just do them? Right. And what's the best way to, to bring them out? Right. And I think what I saw that video series, I realized that, you know, an online platform can allow you to have the, you know, the reach and the impact that's just, it's, it's kind of mind boggling just how extensive it can be. Well, I can, which makes me want to ask you, uh, based on my own personal experience, some of the challenges I have faced, and I do think it's literally uh, connected to my age, being in um, midlife and older, is that there are lots of things I would like to do. I lack a lot of the, what should I refer to? Um, internet and um, contemporary um, device skill and process. Mm-hmm. I often wish <clears throat> that I had a 15-year-old living with me <clears throat> who could help me just, you know, fix things as fast as I encounter them. Um, that was So technology was really a challenge for me when I decided to do some things professionally that really required far more sophisticated exposure and knowledge of technology. What was that like for you? Um, I know exactly what you mean, because, <laughs> because trying to get, you know, video, webcams working the right way and, um, you know, make sure the sound is correct and all that kind of stuff. But really what I found is that in some ways, I mean, you can use your phone for some mm-hmm. of it. You know, like I... I um, I have a, uh, a Facebook group with about 500 and some women on there. And I've been doing some Facebook lives with them. And the first time I did it, turns out I didn't realize when I record, was recording because, you you know, you're recording it live and it's, it's broadcasting as you're speaking. But the whole thing was sideways. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just left it up. It was a great conversation with somebody else. And I thought, oh, well, you know, some people can turn their phones or they can lean their head and they can watch us. Um, and some of it is just trying things and just getting better at it. So you're right. There are, but, but I also did find that, for example, when I started the series, the first couple of interviews that I did just really didn't look too great. And so I went online and I researched how to do, you know, video, uh, online videos. And there's really simple techniques such as uh, lighting and uh, where you place the camera. And you don't have to have expensive equipment. I mean, that's the, I think that's a misnomer that people feel like they have to make this enormous investment. Actually, I agree with you. I have found that the expense is not what's initially so daunting. Yeah. Once you realize that there are a lot of avenues and resources available to you. Um, but I do think this is um, a challenge that people of um, later life do face is catching up with technology mm-hmm. um, and the reliance on technology. 
Um, and this is not, there's a learning curve and a catch-up curve is what I've, I've come to realize. So I was thinking about not just technology, but what really was the hardest part of developing and creating this webinar series? And for folks who haven't um, listened to it yet, this is a elaborate webinar series. I mean, you have quite a number of um, notable people you interview in this series. What, what was the hardest part of actually developing this for you at this point in your life or just in general? Well, I think for me, the hardest part was really coming up with the speakers. You know, when I had almost 25 speakers on there, um, and some were, were very well-known, some were much less, less well-known. And so really deciding what content that I want, wanted to present, I knew, that, I knew my topic. My topic was the ageless woman, how to follow your dreams and thrive in the second half of life. So that was the premise for the, for the series. But what I really wanted to do um, when I started planning it and thinking about it more, you know, in more detail was cover a number of subjects that I have, have seen that women struggle with or are interested in um, at, at this phase. And that is, so the, the topics were um, spirituality. Susan, yeah. hold, hold that thought because okay. I want to really <laughs> spend more time. We're about to approach our first commercial break. Okay. I want to spend more time in our next segment of actually reviewing some of the guests that you had. So stay tuned. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. De-stress with guided imagery. I'm Dr. Franco, a relaxation and guided imagery specialist. I've designed an app, Imagery Work, to relieve stress and improve mood, coping, and performance. My sensory meditations are easy to use and promote fast, effective relief from stress in the body and anxious thinking. Imagery Work includes tracks for special challenges, relieve caregiver stress, defeat dental fear, stress-free bride, coping with anxiety with multiple sclerosis, mastering test anxiety, and many wellness tracks as well. To download Imagery Work, go to Apple Store or Google Play. To learn more about guided imagery, visit imageryworkcom To access Imagery Work, go to App Store or Google Play. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today.
are tuned in to Imagine That. If you have a question or comment about our show or would like to share a story about how your imagination has helped you, send an email to Dr. M.E. Franco at Yahoo.com. That's Dr. M.E. Franco at Yahoo.com. Now, back to Imagine That. Welcome back to Imagine That. I'm Dr. Miriam Franco, your host. My guest today is Susan Matthias. Susan has developed a webinar series called Ageless Woman, a program that supports women in the second half of life to empower themselves, to develop a life of abundance and purpose by clarifying their gifts. To learn more about Ageless Woman, visit ageless-women.org. You can also contact Susan directly at susan.matthias, M-A-T-Y-A-S, O-3, at gmail.com. For our listeners, Susan is graciously offering a free gift, a 30-minute clarity coaching call. If you'd like to access this free gift, you can visit ageless-women.org. In our first segment, Susan, we discussed how you discovered a need for yourself and other women in the second half of their lives to reclarify their gifts, their purpose, and promote self-actualization. More women are now entering their second half of life than ever before, and most of us will live longer than any other previous generation. Therefore, in this segment, I'd like to really explore the challenge and also the process of deciding on, I believe you had 23 interviewees in your Ageless Woman program. So how did you select who to use? I mean, I assume you might have started with one or two folks that you knew were going to be people you would invite to interview. But how did you put this together? Because after all, you're covering a number of areas, abundance, self-empowerment, financial security, taking risks, etc. Well, I, I, as you said, I did, I very consciously had a number of topics that I wanted to cover with my speakers. Um, and that included uh, spirituality and, um, and purpose and uh, relationships um, community, finance, and uh, health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So when I when I looked at for speakers, um, I just started researching. I did know a few people that I, I knew I wanted to talk with right away. And of mm-hmm. course, one of my challenges was, you know, who am I? Are they are they going to respond? Are they going to agree to talk to me? Um, and especially I, the the better known ones, right? Oh yeah, and I, I was shocked. I mean. One of the first ones that I reached out to was actually Marianne Williamson because she had just come out with a, uh, a program about aging, um, I guess, aging miracles or something like that. And she, had ag- she agreed to be on the series. And then before we could actually get the video scheduled, she announced her candidacy for presidency. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was it. Her right. schedule, you know, went through. Uh, that was it. I just couldn't, we couldn't make it happen. But I was so surprised when she said yes. <laughs> I never expected it. But a couple of the people that I was really honored to be able to talk to 
um, Thomas Moore was one of the ones that I reached out to, and he's been one of my favorite authors for years. Yes. I have, you know, a shelf of his books. And most recently, he had written a book called Ageless Soul, and that's why I specifically wanted to, wanted to have him on the show. And, you know, really what I found was that as long as I focused on what was, you know, what was the benefit to the speaker, you know, that they'd be reaching an audience of thousands of, of women um, and that the topic was relevant to what their interests were, um, they, for the most part, most people said yes. So um, I had just some, you know, phenomenal conversations with, with um, people at all different stages of their lives too. So, you know, some just entering the second half or third act and some that were, you know, really towards the end. The fourth and, act, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. So it was just, it, for me, it was a phenomenal experience to connect with, with these people. And, you know, I learned so much myself as well as being able to share that, you know, with, with others. Mm-hmm. So you were surprised by how accessible some of the speakers were. Mm-hmm. And you knew that you could offer them a good platform of listeners. Right. Was that because you had developed um, a, a large following already? Or you had done some preliminary uh, work and promotion to see if people would tune into this series uh, um, or what? Well, actually, I had no following. Mm-hmm. I didn't have, you know, when, when you start getting into the world of online business, what you find that um, the most important thing to have to be able to promote and market whatever it is, your, whatever programs or offerings you have is an email list. A lot of mm-hmm. people think it's social media, but it's not. It's really really uh, just regular old email lists. And um, what I was able to structure with the program is that everybody that agreed to participate also agreed to send to their list. Mm-hmm. You know, so they agreed to promote, which was phenomenal. I mean, you know, having Thomas Moore post that he was, you know, doing an interview with me or Dr. Jean Shinoda Bolin, you know, who's, um, I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with her, but I can talk about more her a little bit more later. But, um, every one of them promoted to their list. So based on the number of interview that I was planning and the size of the majority of their list, I knew we'd be reaching, you know, a uh, hundred thousand people or more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So were there certain, I'm, I'm sure that some of the people you interviewed you knew of already, or some you were already quite attached to, you know, were uh, devoted followers of their work, of their uh, purpose and mission. Were there some interviews where you discovered in the process of interviewing just how moved you were by a life message? It may not even be a new insight. It may have been some renewed, deeper understanding of something. I'm, I'm really asking you about different types of takeaways that you mm-hmm. had. One could, you know, develop in the process of doing the interviews themselves. The other could have been um, your own private reflective experience in putting this program together and contacting people in private conversations you had. What, well, what spoke to you in this process? 
I mean, certainly I learned a lot about, you know, hosting things online. Mm-hmm. But really more than anything, um, it was it was what I was learning from some of the some of the people that I was talking to. And there were several that really spoke to me more than others. Um, one of the things that Thomas Moore talked about that I loved was that we age at different stages of our lives. And he talked about um, aging very deliberately as kind of a passage from one stage to another. So if you think about going from being a child to a teen or going from being you know, a young adult to more midlife, you know, at certain times we, we consciously, it's not about chronological age, it's more about uh, spiritual or emotional aging mm-hmm. and that that can happen at, at any point in our lives and that some people can hit, you know, hit their 80s and really not have aged very well at all in terms of, of spiritual growth or personal growth. Um, so I Let thought me, that was a really interesting uh, conversation we had about that. Yeah, hold, hold that thought. I want to add to that. Uh, as a psychotherapist, I can also speak to a psychological process of maturing or aging or mm-hmm. integration. Uh, there are times where someone's working on something in a six-month period and the flowering that occurs and integration and mm-hmm. aging um, or the integration of wisdom or um, shifting rapidly, you know, moving rapidly into a whole other sphere of their lives. So it, it's not always temporal time, external right. time. Right. Um, and, and it could have been that there were two years of slow, hard work and then. So I, I, I just also wanted to add that it, it, this can happen anywhere in the life cycle. Yes. There, there's sometimes younger people who face significant challenges so young. And if they don't learn a way to shift their response to it, they stay stuck or frozen for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is very interesting from both the psychological and spiritual yeah. viewpoint of how this process can be galvanized or slowed down. Yes, exactly. Um, one of the other, other things that I was very conscious of when I was putting this series on, and it's really kind of, a, I guess, a personal passion of mine, was um, you know, the rise of the feminine, is you know, and and we're certainly seeing an age where where women are starting to come more and more into their own. And I have this, you know, kind of burning desire to really see women in the second half or the third act of their lives really step into those those roles as the uh, the wise elders and embrace their wisdom years and um, uh, you know, change the perception of aging for women. You know, so many women that I talk to um, at different times have have experienced feeling almost invisible as they age. And I think that's changing. And we certainly have some, you know, wonderful role models now to see women that are aging consciously and, um, you know, embracing it uh, rather than shying away from it. And you know, it's a culture, we, you know, we've had a culture of youth and embracing youth and celebrating youth for years and, you know, the beauty of a young woman. And there's, you know, but I feel that there's a lot of beauty in an older woman too. So that's one of the things I wanted to make sure that I brought out in this series was how important it is for each of us as we age to really step into that role, embrace it and, um, and, 
become a role model for younger women. So I really want to go back to this topic in our next segment because we're about to approach our next commercial break. So stay tuned. Welcome back to Imagine That. I'm Dr. Miriam Franco, your host. My guest today is Susan Matthias, the developer of a successful webinar series called Ageless Woman, a program that supports women in the second half of their lives to empower them to live a life of abundance and purpose by clarifying their gifts. To learn more about Ageless Woman, visit ageless-women.org or visit the Ageless Woman Facebook page. For our listeners today, Susan is offering a free 30-minute clarity coaching call. You can access this free gift by visiting ageless-women.org. In our last segment, Susan, we really started to hit a topic that I think all of us can resonate with, which is with advancing age, women often may start to feel more invisible uh, and therefore that affects their perceptions, their attitudes that they bring in towards the latter half of their lives. There also can be, as for men, major uh, role shifts. Um, children are now getting launched or having children of their own. Uh, they may be looking at different work-life balances. Um, they may be looking, as you mentioned, with how much time they have left and what to do with it. But they're also aware of their own aging process. And you addressed in the last segment how you really wanted to make sure you tapped into this, this concern and issue with feeling invisible and um, the way that this may impact how women approach their second or third acts of life. Could you speak to that issue more so? Well, I think that we all suffer from, you know, the the stereotypes of our generation. Um, and, you know, I, I think that so many of us think, you know, I mean, look at the, you go to any, <laughs> any store and beauty counter and, you know, there's all these anti-aging products, you know, uh, and it's like, we're going to age, we're all going to age, you know, and if you don't, the alternative is that you just haven't, you know, you're not living anymore. So it's going to happen. And how do you, embrace that in a way that makes you feel whole and fulfilled and not less than. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I think, and I, part of what I wanted to show with this series. And it, so one of the women that I interviewed is Dr. Elsbeth, Elsbeth Moit, who um, runs a program called uh, Tantra Nova and she's a, a relationship and intimacy expert. And she's in her seventies, and um, it was it was a wonderful conversation, talking about the fact that women can you know still embrace their sexuality at any age, and just understanding too that um, you know it's it's not time to roll up the carpet and and feel as though you have nothing less left to give or to accomplish. Yes. So the need to still feel like you have gifts to contribute is also a way to feel less invisible. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think, yeah. go ahead. 
No, no, I go right in. I mean, that's, I, I just wanted you to elaborate on that as well. Well, I think one of the things that I found is that um, it's really important for women to support each other. And especially as you age, um, there, at, at any age, really, there's really a need for uh, a community of women to support each other and, um, and to celebrate and recognize different stages of life. So when you think about it, um, one of the women I interviewed was Dr. Jean Shinoda Bolan, who is a psychiatrist and a Jungian analyst. Um, she's 83, I think now, still has a private practice in Mill Valley, and she's been very involved for many, many years in the um, UN Council on Women. Uh-huh. And she's written a number, quite a number of books. I found her because I bought a book of hers years ago that was um, about goddess archetypes. And then she came out with another one called Goddess Archetypes of Older Women. And um, em- understanding and embracing, you know, I tend to identify with Hecate, who's the goddess of the crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of understanding what archetype you might identify with can really help you um Find your place in relation to other women. Um, one of the things that Jean also does is that she, uh, well, she's been a member of a women's circle, I think, for 40 years. These women, you know, it's a small group, um, meet every Wednesday or every, every other week on a Wednesday, and they've been doing so for 40 years, and nothing stands in the way of that, of that time for them. And she wrote a book called The Millionth Circle, and it's about how to start women's groups with these women's circles. And she believes that by the time we get to the millionth circle, it will be the tipping point for feminine energy to really be in balance with masculine energy in our culture or in the world. And it's a, it's a really interesting concept and one that I, I mean, I love my conversation with her um, and I think that for women, as they age, to be, <clears throat> to be less invisible and to feel and, and embrace who they are at each stage of their life, having that support from other women can be enormously valuable. Yes. I would wonder, too, although I don't know if any of your, um, any of your guests in your program were able to speak to this specifically, it may have come up more Uh, impromptu. In our time of political turmoil in this country and um, need to be more involved to create social change, I wonder also if um, moving into social and political action, making a difference in your own local political neighborhoods or community, is a place where we're seeing older women really get involved. Have you have you noticed that or been able to hear about that? Not I mean not just their feminine energy, right. but actually um, viable space for them to enter. Um, when we think about people moving into different work life balances, being semi retired or whatever, the ability to volunteer is something that inc- can increase with age. No, I think you're right. Um, I, I think that that uh, 
being being more vocal and finding your voice um, is so I think it's really for me I find it easier as I get older because I'm more um, I, I'm more solid about who I am and what I believe I think and, you're, more, um, you're more comfortable in your own skin yeah yeah mm-hmm. and um, I, I so I think I think very I mean certainly for um, Jean, she is somebody who considers she's been a lifelong activist, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, and she thinks it's absolutely the role of um, the elders to to be vocal and to lead. You know, Mm -hmm. we really do need to step into those roles as leaders. And um, who better to do that than those of us that have had a lot of experience? And, you know, what are we leaving for the next generation if we don't? That's right. That's right. The intergenerational process mm-hmm. again, the generativity. Yes. So and go ahead. I was just going to say another topic that I explored that was really interesting for me um, was, you know, the fact that aging is not always easy either. No. You know, um, I had some wonderful, I had a wonderful doctor who was a, a functional medicine doctor and a hormone specialist who was on talking about aging and how to, you know, really, manage your health as you age. But I also had the great good fortune to speak with somebody um, that I have admired. I had seen her on another series, actually. Um, and her name is Pat Schneider. She's a writer and a poet. Um, she led, a, a, she had a, an organization called the Amherst Writers Project. Um, and Pat's an interesting woman. She's in her, uh, I think she's 87 now. Um, and when I first reached out to her, I sent her an email and I said, told her about the series and I asked her to, if she'd be willing to be interviewed. And I didn't hear back from her. And I heard back about a month later. She said, I'm so sorry, you know, that I didn't respond sooner. I've been in rehab after having pneumonia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, oh, my goodness, you know, please, this is, you know, not so important. Take care of yourself. And then I heard from her again. Another month later, she said, I'm actually home now, and if you want to interview me, I'd be willing to have a conversation with you. But I need to tell you that, you know, for me right now, aging is really difficult, and, you know, it might not be what your listeners want to hear. And I said, well, I think I think it's just part of life and part of the process, so I would love to, to have the conversation. And she was so open and vulnerable and courageous um, when she was speaking, and what she was talking about was the fact that her husband of, you know, 50-some years uh, had dementia and mm-hmm. the point where he could no longer recognize their children. So Pat was an interesting person who grew up in, in abject poverty and um, really rose, uh, you know, from the ashes in a way. And writing had always been what sustained her. Um, but she you know, she had married this man and he was her rock and, and her her foundation was kind of slipping away. Um, so it was a really deep and, and uh, very moving conversation with her about the fact that aging can at some point be challenging. But yes. the other thing that she talked about was that her, um, she'd been, you know, had, had had an accident and had some surgeries and for 10 years she'd really suffered with a lot of pain and did the best writing she'd ever done of her life. Yes, let's really hold on to that, that juxtaposition <laughs> and paradox that we'll return to after our next commercial break.
We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. De-stress with guided imagery. I'm Dr. Franco, a relaxation and guided imagery specialist. I've designed an app, Imagery Work, to relieve stress and improve mood, coping, and performance. My sensory meditations are easy to use and promote fast, effective relief from stress in the body and anxious thinking. Imagery Work includes tracks for special challenges, relieve caregiver stress, defeat dental fear, stress-free bride, coping with anxiety with multiple sclerosis, mastering test anxiety, and many wellness tracks as well. To download Imagery Work, go to Apple Store or Google Play. To learn more about guided imagery, visit imageryworkcom To access Imagery Work, go to App Store or Google Play. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Imagine That. If you have a question or comment about our show or would like to share a story about how your imagination has helped you, send an email to Dr. M. E. Franco at Yahoo.com. That's Dr. M. E. Franco at Yahoo.com. Now, back to Imagine That. Welcome back to Imagine That. I'm Dr. Miriam Franco, your host. My guest today is Susan Matthias the developer of a successful webinar series called Ageless Woman, a program that supports women in the second half of their lives to empower them to live a life of abundance and purpose by clarifying their gifts. To learn more about Ageless Woman, visit ageless-woman.org. That's ageless-woman.org. Or visit Ageless Woman Facebook page. For our listeners, Susan is offering a free 30-minute clarity coaching call. To access your free gift, visit ageless-woman.org. Ageless-woman.org. In our last three segments, Susan, we really started to tap into a number of key issues that we experience as we age and especially as women as we age. And in our last segment, we started to really tap into um, a very moving, poignant uh, experience you had in your interview with Pat, who was in her uh, late 80s, uh, coping with um, 
her husband who was experiencing advanced dementia and this juxtaposition of having to face distress and serious losses and still remain resilient. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wanted to return to that. I, I don't know how much more there is to say, but I just think it's something that we need to just continue to make contact with. Uh, I think this is something that we constantly have to juggle as we age. Could could you speak to Pat's resilience as she faced loss? Well, you know, as a writer, <clears throat> Pat really went back to her writing. Um, and she the, the last book I think that she's written is How the Light Gets In. Um, and it, it, I just <clears throat> can't recommend it highly enough. It's really her autobiography where she goes very deeply into a childhood of, you know, poverty and loss and, um, and, you know, exposes herself in ways that I think one of the things she mentioned in the video was that she could have never done that writing as a younger woman. She needed those years. She needed those experiences um, to be able to go that deeply and look that deeply into herself. And I think that, that we all need to find that core within us that is a place that we can go when things are difficult and and also having support from a community, um, whether it's your family, uh, a partner, children, friends, but everybody needs that. And I think those are the two two key things that that really help when things get difficult. Yes, that's very, very important. In your series, you have a couple of guest speakers who specifically address financial challenges and concerns of women in our society as they age. And I really want you to address that because in my own experience, sometimes women uh, as they uh, enter later stages of life may be more financially secure but still fret about it. And others have realistic challenges of the fact of aging or also perhaps coping with um, illness or disability increases the need for greater financial security. Can, can you address how you address that in your series? I had a couple people that, um, that spoke about um, Really, yes, that kind of resiliency that you need, uh, financial resiliency as you age, and stability. And if you, you know, so there, there may be many people who, who, uh, you know, hit a certain age and realize that they don't have the financial means that they had hoped to have. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have the stability, or, um, you know, they've uh, had a loss. They've either, uh, you know, gone through a divorce, or their partner has died, or something like that, and. They're faced with um, with very different circumstances than they imagined they'd have. And the other thing that I think uh, has really become clear to me as I've um, gone more deeply into the work that I'm doing is that in order to really bring your gifts out in the world, you have to have some financial uh, a platform to, to work from. You, 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 know, you can't do that if you're struggling to make ends meet. You can't right. give to others emotionally or intellectually in any way if you're not whole yourself. So financial stability and uh, even prosperity 
is so important. And so one of the things that I work with women on is how can they look at where they are right now financially and improve it if they need to, you know, or um, think about if they do have means, how they want to use it or, or um, how that can provide a basis for them to move forward into something else. Do you find that this is sometimes just a sheer confidence issue, not being used to having as much self-agency regarding tackling finances or not seeing themselves as competent enough? I think it's more that it's like, oh my God, I'm, you know, 55 or 65 or 75 and I thought I'd have more savings. I thought I'd have, you know, uh, a, a better lifestyle by now and I don't for whatever reason. Um, and now what, how, you know, how can I, um, you know, is there any way for me to improve my financial situation at this point? And I can say that there absolutely are. There are so many ways to do it. One of the women that I interviewed, um, who's just marvelous, Kay Newton, she lives in uh, Mallorca, Spain. Um, she's a Brit, but she's lived there all her life. And she works with women to help them um, with their financial situations specifically. And one, she told the story of one, one of her clients who, um, you know, was really just couldn't, couldn't afford her home anymore. And the woman sold everything she had and, and went off and lived in Bali for, you know, a year and loved it, had the time of her life. You know, it's not something that I would personally want to do for myself, but there are all kinds of things that you can do to improve your financial circumstances, including, you know, starting these online, uh, entrepreneurial businesses it's it, there's never been a better time for that it's almost no cost to get started um, there's a lot to know and a lot to learn about it but if you have the right coach and mentor um, you can really change your life that way I think that's so important because it's hard to plan for an uncertain future mm-hmm. and one needs to go back and restock and revisit again and again and accept this notion, as you so well point out, that there's still flexibility and time to do things. Susan, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's been my pleasure, Marion. I've loved our conversation. Please join me next week on Imagine That, when my guest will be Dr. Mary Renzel, the Director of Pediatric MS and Wellness at the Mellon Center of the Cleveland Clinic. We will explore pediatric MS and how wellness interventions can develop resiliency and positive coping skills with young people faced with this chronic illness. Until next time, imagine that. Thank you for taking a deeper look into your imagination with Dr. Miriam Franco. Please join us for another episode of Imagine That next Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tap into your imagination this week.